back to another episode of Be Here for a While. Uh, I just want to thank you guys again for all your emails and tweets and Instagram messages and shut up Danny. This is sorry, my time. Sorry. This is my time. Um, <laughs> I really appreciate every single message and I would love to keep chatting with you guys. So keep emailing me at uh, info at rachelobriancomedy.com. That's info at rachelobriancomedy.com. And if you like the podcast, please rate it five stars on five. iTunes. <laughs> Uh, I might as well introduce my guest because he's being impatient right now. <laughs> he's I'm just trying to do some backup. I like it. I like it. He's a very funny uh, stand-up comedian and storyteller. Also, you're an improviser. We know each other from Second City. Right. He is. Uh, he's known for his quirky st- storytelling style, which I have stories that I'm going to make you tell, and you're going to do it, and you're going to suck it up because they're some of my favorite stories. Anyways, he's performed all around the world, like South Africa, United Kingdom, Belgium, France, Spain, and Holland. You currently host a show at the Improv called Bookshelf Show, and you have two podcasts. You've been on it. Yes, I have. Last week or this week. I don't know. They all get mixed up. Uh, Modern Day Philosophers and the Mostly Bull Market. Very good podcasts. Philosophers. Who was your guest today on your podcast? Uh, Today we recorded with Mayim Bialik. She's from Big Bang Theory. Upcoming episode. And what was was she as a child star? Uh, She was a child star. Yeah, she was Blossom. Blossom, that's what it was. Oh, and what was she as a child? Younger. Younger. <laughs> she was <laughs> she was a kid. She was eight, nine. It's the jokes like that that just won't stop, folks. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> you are going to be in for a long ride. <laughs> Rolling for the whole episode. <laughs> um, I came to Danny's house today because mine is sort of like... You don't have a house. You're homeless. You're I'm moving. not homeless. I'm, I'm shifting. You're in between places. Yeah, exactly. Your life is changing. You only have one working hand. <laughs> Nothing is the but same. But look, I can hold a mic with it with ease. <laughs> look at how natural <laughs> this swollen. is. It's a swollen... The hand is so swollen, swollen around the mic. Just around it. <laughs> That's actually the swelling has come in handy a yeah, little bit. Yeah, yeah, it's good for mic holding. Yeah, well, you do what you got to do. The more you become a comedian, the body starts to transform. <laughs> now you have a mic holding hand. <laughs> That's why I broke it, just for convenience. <laughs> it's just now a part of to me. I'm just gonna walk. Oh, no, have you told them about the broken? Oh my hand? god, it's all I talk about. I think everyone in the world knows. I introduce myself to people. I'm like, sorry, my hand's broken. And they're like, I didn't notice. I'm like, all right, well, now you know. You could change the name of the podcast. I'll be here for a while because I have a broken hand. I could. Seems a little it's long. Hard, hard to, go, to go anywhere when you have a broken hand. <laughs> That's good. Why is it called I'll Why be here for a while? Be here for a while? Um, it was a play on like that old like hacky joke that comedians used to say, like, I'll be here all night. Oh, I'll be here and, all night. Um, and like a drunk person in a bar saying, okay. I'll be here for a while. Cool. Yeah. I don't know. It's true of every podcast. Every podcast will be here for a while. We hope so. Until we can't <laughs> just keep putting them out there for free anymore and we have to do something to make money with our time. Or you run out of guests. Yeah. I just like wonder, like, am I going to run out of guests? No. There's I don't have that many people that like to be around me. People. No, that's not true. Thank you, Danny. I fish for that compliment. I know. Appreciate you it. You have oddly low self-esteem. You, have, you should have a lot more confidence. What do you mean? I have confidence. Okay. I mean. I mean, just from my experience of. Hanging around, you always feel like. Really? Yeah, you should have a lot more confidence. All right, thanks. You're talented. You want a lot of compliments? I can give. Yeah, them to you. Uh, that's why I drove down here. <laughs> and he lives like you're four friendly, miles from my house. You're a friendly person. You're a talented person. You're a good-looking you. person. Appreciate you should that. Should have a lot of confidence. Thank Where, you. Where's all your confidence? I have some. It's just silent-ish. 
Were you abused as a child? No. Too personal, too quick? No. <laughs> okay. I was actually praised very much by my parents. What happened? How did you lose all this confidence? I, I don't, I have a lot you of confidence. You should be arrogant, even cocky. I don't want to be happened? cocky. No, it's not a I good I don't like quality. people like that. But, but you could be if you wanted to be. You have yeah, the but makings. I never would hate me. See, that's you know that. Why don't you have the confidence to think people? Does would anyone like, like arrogant people? I can't stand arrogant, arrogant people. people. Think that everybody would like them. Yeah. Oh, I hate arrogant. So people. you're just too self-aware to be arrogant. I get it. I think that's true. Yeah. Very good point. Okay. Danny used to uh, throw me under the bus at Second City because I would only play um, like uh, moody characters or what was it? I don't think I'd thrown you under the bus. <laughs> I, I would just give you friendly <laughs> advice. No, like you made me do it w- one time where you announced you're like Rachel's going to play an upbeat character today. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because you kept being like a sour character, like um, <laughs> everything is. I'm Kathy. I smoke a million cigarettes <laughs> and I work in the in a coal the, mine. Yeah, the coal mine. Like, who are these sad blue collar <laughs> people? Like, you know, I grew up in a blue collar town. No, I, nothing wrong with blue collar, but you just maybe you didn't I just choose the upbeat blue collar guy. You just were just like the sad, like, I don't think I knew any upbeat down. blue collar people. I'm a miner. That's I what I was around. But but weren't you ever around someone who's like, hey, I'm a miner. I lost my lungs. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know one miner that would say that. Although we don't have miners in my town, they're loggers and fishermen. Yeah, but all your characters either be like, I'm a receptionist. <laughs> <laughs> like with a raspy I'm voice. Lonely. Like that. I'm lonely. My husband divorced me. <laughs> Maybe my voice was just raspy because I was hungover. I don't know. No, no, you were playing raspy. Yeah, well, that's all I know how to do. And I'd be like, be bubbly, be be happy. And be I would upbeat. think I was being bubbly, and you were like, that was just as depressing. Yeah, you just yeah, raised like, your voice a little. My husband treat, cheated on me. Now I drink martinis all day. Hi. <laughs> she sounds like a blast. No, you, she was sad. <laughs> Thanks, Danny. Appreciate it. How are you feeling today after the election? Fine. I never had any faith in the political system anyway, so. Yeah. It's just. Uh, I didn't have hopes one way or another. And people were like, that means you like Trump. No, I just don't. Just I don't believe in either one of them. I don't. I didn't think either one of them were good people. And it's like um, just choices you don't want. I, I forget, like, uh, I had a good analogy with my brother, but I forget what it is now. But something along the lines of, oh, let's say you're like, hey, which one of these people at this, uh, you go to a party of all people you don't like, right? Okay. You're like, oh, man, I can't stand any Which of these people. Which is most people. parties in Hollywood. Okay, sure. <laughs> so you're like, I can't stand any of these people. These, are, these aren't my crowd. These are specifically not my crowd. You're like, these people are all into politics. I'm mm-hmm. not into politics, right? Or whatever. They're into something you're not into. Yeah. And you go, oh, I can't stand being around these people. And you're like, but which one of them do you love? <laughs> That's a really <laughs> good analogy. <laughs> and you're like, which one do you want to spend four years with? None of them. <laughs> and you're like, no, no, no. I know, I know. But... Which one do you want to push for on your Facebook page, on your Twitter? Like, which one would you wear a shirt for? Which one would you stand? You're like, I don't like any of them, and everything I know about them is bad. Why do No, no, no. But which one of them? That's a really good analogy. That's a really good analogy. <laughs> you know? It's true. And I'm like, I, these are just not my crowd. I don't like these people. Who do you want to attach yourself with? Like, everything that people think about you for But if you years. had to pick one of them, why would I have to pick one of them? I don't have to pick either one. Because one of them's going to be hanging around. Fine. I don't have to hang around with them. I don't have to yeah. associate myself or endorse them. I don't like them. Yeah. I don't I don't like a guy who who's, uh, you know, misogynistic to women and 
makes people feel alienated in this country and Mm -hmm. and makes people feel uneasy about whether or not they'll get to stay in their home or with their family. I don't don't like a woman who is like involved in a million scandals and takes tons of money from private or uh, interests that that uh, she cuts side deals with that we don't know about and, you know, has all kinds of scams going in every direction. Mm -hmm. I don't like that, you know, Yeah. Uh, who tells one group of people. I'm I'm this to you, but I'm that to them. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. That's a good like, point. I don't I don't want to uh, endorse one of these candidates. I'd rather just keep making fun of both of them on Twitter and Facebook because that's that's what I like. Because you're do. a I comedian. Like to make jokes. You yes. Know? But I don't have any attachment to either candidate. And I I my, I told my brother like, isn't it awful that Trump won? He goes, Yeah, it's horrible. I go, but wouldn't it have been awful if Clinton won? <laughs> Either way, it was just going to be a bad day. Uh, what, yeah. People were walking around like zombies today, I feel like. Yeah. I, I don't think anyone was happy. People were crying, and I felt, I really? felt for them. Yeah, two girls in, in, the, in, the, in the group were crying. I really felt for them because... Wow. I understand that they believed, they believed you know? Yeah. Like, they believed in Clinton. They believed. Yeah. I didn't believe. Yeah. Like I, I just thought that might be she, a girl thing because they wanted to see if the first female president. Yeah, know. yeah, but I felt no emotion. Yeah, I just that's how I felt. It was like, okay, and now another crook. You know, it's not. Yeah. Whatever. I didn't believe the lies. I didn't believe that there was going to be, you know, an economy that works for everyone and this yeah. and that and all the happy well, just little in, lies. In, in the natural but, course know. of life, in any relationship or anything. Nothing ever works for everyone. That doesn't really exist in any scenario right. that's ever happened in the world. I figured if Clinton won. Except for maybe animals and people. Yeah. You know, she'd continue whatever corrupt politics she's involved in and yeah. hand out to whoever she's, you know, owed, owes favors to and stuff like that. And if yeah. he wins, you know, the other terrible consequences that I was talking about. Yeah. Which are worse? I don't know. So. I don't know. I'm not I'm not emotionally attached. You have a very good Clinton story. This is listen, but okay. I know how I'll get you into it. How'd you first start doing stand up? <laughs> <laughs> no, when I'd started first doing stand up, my dad's a photographer. He's really retired now, but he used to do a lot of functions. He photographed many of the past presidents mm-hmm. up, up until Obama. Did you live in DC? No, New York. But oh, okay. They all come there. Got it. And uh, and he'd go there. He'd go to D.C. He'd go. Mm-hmm. He traveled all around the world. So he photographed, uh, you know, I, I countless amounts of presidents over the years, mm-hmm. and lots of political people. And he got hired to do this event, a Jewish event, where Hillary Clinton was the honoree, and it was all Why? these millionaires. Is she Jewish? No, because because uh, she'd given money to some Jewish thing. I don't know. All right. So, uh, or or they were giving her money. I don't know. Maybe they were just <laughs> One trying of the two. to. I think they were trying to court her. So that, you know, if she wins, she'd be on their side, you know? Got it. Anyway, so um, Hillary Clinton was the, the honoree, and all these uh, big donors had given tons and tons of money to get her there and her to speak, one of her scammy special interest speeches. I don't know, but <laughs> um, my dad's job was to get the big donors in a room with her mm-hmm. afterwards and in front of a background that he set up and take pictures because that's what they want. They paid okay. all that money. What They want their personal picture with Hillary Clinton. Oh, I see. Like in front of a thing and they're like shaking hands. Yeah. And so yeah. it looks like they're best friends or whatever. Yeah. So Hillary was there with her aide and they, they had a tight window of time and they're saying, well, where are these guys? We have to go. Mm-hmm. And my dad 
you know these these guys are all rich guys and they you know they don't they think you know they'll she'll wait for us or whatever you know <laughs> so so they're not there and and she's saying I'm leaving and my dad knows that he's stu- he's stuck in the middle of it because who who's yeah. going to get blamed the photographer you say well why didn't you get us into that room with her you were the photographer it's your responsibility mm-hmm. uh, but you know he they didn't keep to their time to be there so my dad now had to go and fish them out of the crowd. And interrupt their conversations and say, "Excuse me, uh, Clinton. I don't know if she was a senator yet or whatever, but she's waiting in. Uh, I think she was a senator of New York at the time. She's waiting in that room. You're supposed to get a photo with her. Mm-hmm. Please come right now. She has to leave. So in the meantime, you know, he's saying, "Hold on, let me grab the donors." And Hillary's uh, aide is saying, "I'm sorry, she doesn't have time to hang around." And he's like, please, it's very important. We need to get him. And she's like, I'll give you uh, five minutes or something, but you better come back. Or and we're, we're were you the only go. other we person in the room? I was the only other one there. How old were you so at the time? Um, I was in college, first year of college. So it was my job to like sort of like help my dad with the lights or whatever, you know. Yeah. Um, or just say, okay, you step forward and you go there. And Yeah. Uh, but uh, he says, Daniel, you know how to talk to people. Just Keep her in this room. Don't <laughs> let her leave. Kidnap her. So I had to filibuster. You know, I had to keep her <laughs> in the room. <laughs> Did you panic? Or were you just like, I got this? Well, I, I think I was at first I was like, I got this. And then I started talking to her and I'm like, hey, how are you? I'm in college. And she's like, oh, so nice to meet you. And she was really nice. And uh, she said, so what do you do? And I'm, I said, well, I'm, I just started doing stand up comedy. And she's like, oh, that's great. I love comedians. Um. Let me hear your routine. So normally I'd be like, nah, I don't really want it because, you know. Yeah, because comedy's never funny outside of a comedy club in right. general. Right, in front of an audience of one on yeah. the spot. Yeah. And then I thought it would be really funny if, like, all my jokes were just like, all right, so Bill Clinton's in the Oval Office, <laughs> you know, and Monica walks in. <laughs> like, what if that was all my whole what, what life? It, all right, I don't really want to. Like, okay, that's what fine. you had actually written and you had nothing else to say. You were just like, do you really want to hear it? Is this? <laughs> all right, I should I warn mean, you that maybe... It might be sensitive for you, but this is all I have. I'm new. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> all material from the 90s. <laughs> when Bill was... <laughs> I haven't... She's like, I thought you just started. Yeah, I write old jokes right from the start. <laughs> I just thought it was a thing to do. Whatever. So I, uh, I, I start doing my act for her. And she's like laughing like it's showtime at the Apollo. <laughs> like she's like really like politicianing it up. Really? Like, like slapping her like, knee and like stuff. She's just going for it. Like I have pictures of her where her head is like tilted back. She's like laughing to the high heavens. You're like, ma'am, this isn't that funny. I knew it wasn't that <laughs> funny because like, like you new. know, you yeah. you know, you're like I'm okay, but <laughs> and this is like the response feels fake, you know. So I finished my act. It was like five, maybe less than five minutes, and then I was like, she's like. Oh, that's great. And then I realized I had her in this position where if I just kept going, it would be rude for her to leave. Yeah. Because you can't just be like she was already laughing so hard that she it would be it would be unnatural for her to just stop and be like, okay, I have to go. Yeah. So it's like if if you want to pretend that I'm on a roll, you know, then I have to keep being on a roll, you know. So I was like, just got to keep her here uh, as long as she's fake laughing. I just have to keep coming up with stuff. So it and like her aide kept like coming in like Hillary, we have to get and, and 
she was like, give her like the hold on a second because, you know, this kid's doing his act for me. I don't want to walk away. Be rude. He's a future voter. I got to be. Right. <laughs> Little did she know I don't vote. But uh, <laughs> so I just uh, I started going into my new material. Mm-hmm. And she's laughing just as hard as it's the stuff that works. You know, so I now I know, y- you know, for a second, maybe my ego is like, I oh, am this good, yeah, you know, wow. a star. But now I know I'm not. Uh, it's just the situation. So now now I get through the new material. Now I go into stuff that I'd written in my notebook to turn into material where it was not even a complete joke. Did you pull just out a, a notebook thought. or you just kept talking? Just, just remembering what I'd written down. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, it, I, uh, salmon is interesting. Like, it, you know, it looks like wood, but it's like, you know, it's, it's pink, but it looks like wood. <laughs> if salmon was brown, it would look like wood. You know, kind of makes me laugh. I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't be throwing my head back over it. But <laughs> I <don't> remember. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a, a thought. It's not even a joke. Yeah. It's nothing. And she was just eating it up. <laughs> if you stare at a piece of salmon long enough, you think you're looking at a piece of wood. <laughs> <laughs> it's really dumb. <laughs> she was dying. She's dying laughing at that. I'm like, oh, boy. <laughs> then I run out of ideas from the notebook. Now I just start throwing out things as if they're also jokes, you know, like. What's up with high tide? <laughs> we have high tide, low tide. No, I, I mean, these are, these, this isn't what I said, but I was just coming up with anything. Basically, like, yeah. You know, why is there lapels on jackets, you know? <laughs> What's the point of the lapel? I, I did, you, did you hold her there for the time that you needed to? I kept to? her there for the whole time, and she laughed the entire time, and then just in the nick of time, just when I was like, I couldn't think of anything else to say. <laughs> there was My no, dad comes there were no more objects donors. in the room you could comment on. Yeah. <laughs> no more lamps. You could be like, look at the la- look at a lampshade. What about those? Looks like a hat. <laughs> she must have realized these went from <laughs> decent jokes at best to lousy jokes to joke ideas <laughs> just to just comments. rambling. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if. Some people, you know, have like crazy memories where like you obviously remember that story because it was Hillary Clinton. But like, I honestly think that she probably would remember that story as like this kid who I was, you know, what how many other, you know, photographer assistants were a stand up comedian. I bet she probably remembers that story. I wonder. I don't know. But I just knew that I was like after it was over, I was like, wow. So that's what a politician is like. (laughs) She was such a skilled liar. Like it was just so. It was so natural to like I couldn't even fake it like that if I tried like I just couldn't I couldn't make anyone believe that as as well and as consistently as she did. It wasn't like I could probably do it for a solid like minute and then my eyes would start like you could just I would just like it's the same skill as debating, you know, like how do you stand up there for that long and just keep like blah, 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 blah. I just don't care enough about anything to do that. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, I'm tired. You're not supposed to. <laughs> I'm like a sandwich. But that's like a skill. That's it that's is. a politician right there. That's like and it really you is. Just keep on being producing the phoniness. Until don't people just eventually get beat down. They're like, fine, you're right. Jesus. Right. Yeah. At least that's what I would be like. I don't know. Where did you go after that and stand up after your Hillary Clinton debut? That was it. I quit. You did not. <laughs> Where did you? So then you started doing stand up in New York. Were well, you already doing it in New York? But uh, yeah, I just did it in New York for a long time. 
And then I came out here. And now I've been doing it here for four years. There's not much of a story there. There is. Every comic has a story. Well, you started going to mics, then you went to clubs. Everybody's got a story. You walked into a club, Chris Rock was performing, and you saw him for the first time. Everyone has these stories. Yeah, that happened. I love these stories. Actually, um, Chris Rock, for a little while, was working on his special. Mm Mm-hmm. An HBO special, or or no, you know, he had a New Year's show at Madison Square Garden, mm-hmm. and he was preparing for that, and he kept coming in and bumping me, and it was just like I would be the bumping last. Bumping means like you have a you have a spot, and then a more famous person like, you know, takes your spot and explaining it to I people. I know that. Yeah, <laughs> shut up. I'm explaining to the people that are listening. I get it. My podcast listeners. So they walk in and what? <laughs> shut up. <laughs> So every time I'd be about to go on stage, uh, he'd come in. And it was always like me. Like, you know, there was really? always. It'd always be like, and now Danny. Oh, sorry, Chris Rock. And it kept happening to me. And he he realized that it was always me. I was like always the oh, last one. Oh, that's so one. nice. And he, he was really nice. He's like, oh, sorry, I know. Like, you know, it'd be at the comic strip most nights. And I was on late night. And any time I'd be about to go on, I had been waiting the whole night to go on for these spots. You have to get there at the beginning. Mm-hmm. You watch the crowd. So you don't have like a, you don't have like a set time. You just are waiting or what? You have to get there. So the way late night, I don't know how it works now, but if it works the way it used to work, there's a list, mm-hmm. and you have to you know there's a few comedians who are like new, and they are passed for late night, but they're not passed for regular s- spots. Oh, okay. Rich Scheidner was saying this. I have, I have a really hard time saying his last name. Was just saying this on my podcast. I think it was at the comic strip. Right. Explaining that. So you have to get there. And put your name on the list as a late night guy. Mm-hmm. And there were a few of us. And like, you know, if, if there's l- like there were four late night spots mm-hmm. after that, they cut it off. Yeah. So, so you just hang around. But until if you're not number one or two on yeah. the late night spots, it's almost there's almost guaranteed you're going to be performing for no one or two people. OK. Because as the show, these shows were really long at the comic strip. And as the time went on, the crowd would dwindle and dwindle. And I just remember that, like, you'd just see empty beer bottle tables you'd be performing for. And That's not depressing or anything. It was so depressing. And and then they'd be like, at the end of the show, which I always thought was a little cruel to the late night people, they'd be like, okay, the show is over. You can go home. Uh, no one's going to make you feel bad if you want to leave. <laughs> but uh, there are some new talent comedians but that are going to come But these guys might kill on. themselves now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus. And if you want to hang around to see them, that's totally fine. Uh, they're not club-approved talent. They're just starting out. <laughs> oh, and, my and, God. And it's like so sad. I just remember, the, like, sometimes the, the host, I don't think with, without meaning to, would just yeah. convince them to leave. Like, I'd, like, watch their faces, and they'd be like, I guess I might stay. They're not that good. I'm like, oh, I don't know. What a terrible they're host. They're going to take a while. Uh, you probably want to get going. You've had a long night. <laughs> I guess I kind of do. You don't want to watch them. Get up and walk <laughs> out like the, it, that's how it sounded to me like a better option for no, the club and, and that table, too. We were thinking we'd actually stick around. No, nope, you should leave. We want them to feel terrible. The busters want to leave. They want to leave. They got to clean up. Just <laughs> might as well let them get home just early. The <laughs> comics will just sit here in the dark and if, perform. If possible, only two drunk people in the back could stay and they can heckle. and not listen. Yes, <laughs> That's so weird. That's a terrible host because you would think like keep people around so they'd buy more drinks. Yeah, but but usually you'd get like about 20 people out of like Mm -hmm. a room of 150 and that's a good crowd, right? Yeah. And then after one late night person goes on, they feel a lot of the crowd feels like, okay, I did my part. I stayed to watch one guy. He wasn't that good. Um, 
we're gonna head home now, honey. I mean, yeah. let's not let the night end terrible. Yeah, this shouldn't be forever a marathon. We're not trapped in. We had a really great night. You know, hell, our anniversary you know? was good. Let's not get in a fight just because this guy was bad. <laughs> yeah. And then like another comedian will go on, and you'd see they're they're like, okay, I'll give it one more of these new guys. I don't know how many they'll. Then they they wouldn't say they'll be four. They just say, so in their audience mind, it could be endless. You yeah. Know? Oh, that's true. So by the fourth one. Usually there wouldn't be a fourth one. I'd be like, sorry, uh, there's nobody left. Or you go up for two people. Yeah. So for the late night comics, you have to get there as early as you can before the show to get your name on the list first or second. Mm-hmm. And it so was like what time would that be? What's as early as you can? Yeah, I don't remember what time the shows were, but the sh- let's say like the show how many hours at were you eight. just you'd sitting at the club at like 750 uh-huh. and then you'd go on at midnight. Oh, my God. So we just sit there and watch comedy all night. Yeah. This is why comics drink too much because you're just encouraged to sit in a place. Yeah, you couldn't sit and watch it anymore. You just hang out at the bar and talk to other comedians. And so the late night comedians were me, this guy, Dennis Donahue, who's gone on to do a lot of good stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Or no, not Dennis Donahue, but he's another guy. Dominic Diercolis. That's the guy who Mm -hmm. I was thinking of. But Dennis Donahue's another good comedian. Um, And uh, Aziz Ansari. Okay. And a guy named Max Lance. I remember we were the we were that crop of four. That's cool. uh, Who were always like there for a while. And it just kept being like I'd get there. I'd get my name up early. And that one night almost nobody left. It was a miracle. Like almost a whole crowd. Wow. Stayed for late night. And I'm about to go on. And they're like and special guest Chris Rock. And he'd go out and he did like an hour. And they all stayed for the whole hour. Chris Rock. Yeah. And then and then after that they left because we just stayed for an extra hour with Chris Rock. We can't go up from here. Yeah. You know? So that happened to me a bunch of times where I just kept bumped consistently by Chris Rock. And I felt, you know, you know, it's Chris Rock. And I'm, I'm yeah. a new comedian number 1,500. Yeah. You know, whatever. So, uh, but he was he was really nice. And he came up to me and he was like, uh, again, huh? <laughs> 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 Sorry, man. That's how it goes. I was like, all right, no problem. Okay. Thanks, you know. You're like, but, but could I it not happen another time? Yeah, but I did get an interview from him because of it. Because after it happened a bunch of times, I said, you know, I'd love to interview you for my podcast. I had, like, the first comedy podcast. Oh, so my God. You were podcasting, like, way before podcasts were. Wow, that's yeah. cool. And he did it? So he was like, yeah, he felt bad because he kept bumping me. So he says, yeah, I'll do it. And then you're it took a, months. You're a politician. Way to manipulate <laughs> that situation, Danny. You were like. Yeah. I'm the underdog. Now, how can I use you? Right. Yeah. I thought, you know what? Let me try and get something out of it. And I yeah. did. I got an interview with him. That's awesome. But it took forever after that. And I did have to use like Jewish guilt for a long time. I just be, keep seeing him and be like, hey, remember you said you'd do it? I will. I will. <laughs> Eventually. And then when we sat down, he said, he goes, I'm not even supposed to be talking to you, bro. Like. Why? I'm like, why? He goes, he goes, because this is a, you have to earn the right to talk to people like me. Like, he goes, you shouldn't. What? He goes, I, he goes, I don't know how you got this to happen. Like, you made me feel bad about it up top. But you're like, because I'm very out. smart. And he's and like, I manipulated you. He's like, you're not some comics like me. Because I said to him, I said, it's great to be able to, to talk to you. You know, I always feel like when I see you, you're, you seem unapproachable to me. Yeah. Um, but, um, or no, I think I told him you do seem uh, approachable to me. Oh, but and then he whereas, like, felt like, offended by whereas, that. Whereas, like you know, when I see Jerry Seinfeld, I never even go up to say anything oh. because he has this air about him that it says, "Don't come up to me." Like you yeah. can feel it. Yeah. So I just, I just don't. I said, 
And he goes, that's how it's supposed to be. But he probably just felt bad about himself that he was like you too approachable. No, he he, he said, wanted yeah, to be he like, said, I don't want to be approachable. You're not yeah. supposed to be talking to me. He says, you're supposed to oh, earn so this nice right. Guy. And he's like, you're supposed to earn the right to talk to someone like me. He goes, when I started doing comedy, I didn't just go up to Eddie Murphy and be like, hey, Eddie, sit down and talk to me for an hour. You got to earn that right. And I was like, oh, well, now that I didn't, can we keep can we keep doing this? <laughs> Sorry, but I got you here talking for over an hour. And it was the night before. It's like a girl that regrets going over to a guy's house. Like, I shouldn't be here. You're like, but you're here. Yeah. So now can we now, do something? Yeah. Like, uh, it wasn't my fault you came. Right. So he goes, uh. He had to do Madison Square Garden the next night. Holy shit. He was like really big at the time. Yeah. He he stayed and talked to me for over an hour. And I remember him being like, how long have we been sitting? Oh, man. It's over an hour. He goes, I got to tell you, you're a very good conversationalist because I was planning to give you 10 minutes and get out of (laughs) here. He's like, and I just lost track. He goes, so you're good at this. And I was like, oh. You're like, Chris, you're not thanks. the first person I've gotten to stay in a room. Do you know a little woman <laughs> named by the name of Killer. Hillary Clinton? <laughs> she might be a little more famous than you. But it was a really good compliment. <laughs> I felt like, oh. That is. It is. Like, he's like, I wasn't planning. He's like, I was just going to brush you off after 10 <laughs> minutes, but you hooked me in. That's an awesome story. Have yeah. you seen him like since? Does he remember you? No. I saw him once at the Comedy Cellar a few years ago, mm-hmm. and he did remember me, and he was nice. He's like, oh, how you been? I'm like, good, thanks. He's been around in L.A. like a little bit lately, yeah. but not a lot. Yeah. I don't know if he remembered my name, but he's yeah. like, how you been? You good? Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, well, yeah. that's nice. I'm like, he's like, uh, all right, cool. Still but he remembered at it? you, though. I'm like, yeah, still at it. That's cool. cool. You're all like right. more than at it, Chris. Let yeah. me just tell you how great things are going. I'm doing very well. <laughs> Only Rachel knows about it, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's fantastic. Yeah, I love that story. Yeah, Chris Rock was great. The best famous comedian story. Well, I love these stories. Is um, Dave Chappelle? Ooh. Because um, one night we were all in the village doing a show, mm-hmm. and Dave Chappelle comes in and he says, "Who's hosting?" I'll try and do a lousy Dave Chappelle impression since I did a very lousy Chris Rock. But I didn't even try until halfway through. I was like, ah, maybe I'll try maybe and I'll make commit it sound like now. him a little bit. He goes, who's hosting this show? That's pretty good. Yeah. So <laughs> You're like, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's <a laughs> I did this on the fly. It was pretty good. <laughs> it's incredible. Let's, <laughs> let's not downplay it at all. Um, it's like you're sitting here with him. I know. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I almost said it myself, but you took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> so we're like, oh, that guy. So he goes over and he's like, I'm Rick. <laughs> what <laughs> if I just went into the hackiest Dave Chappelle? <laughs> Rick James. But that would get you into sometimes if you say like a like a <laughs> like a certain thing that is very distinctual for them, like then it will he'll get you into the. <laughs> I just did every annoying Chappelle impression. The only accent I can kind of do is that Irish one, and I have to say like a little line, and then it gets me into it. That's yeah. all I can say. Well, that's good. Then you just ride that groove. You know, yeah, not kidding. Anyways. So he goes, uh, he, he says he wants to take over the show. So he keeps the lineup. It's just a mm-hmm. few new guys on the show. What do you mean he wants to take over the show? Like to run the show to or just host the show? So as soon as like you know somebody goes outside in the village, mm-hmm. we're near NYU, and they start saying, 
Dave Chappelle's on stage. The place fills up. Yeah. You know? Now it's a Chappelle audience. Okay. But now I'm on a show hosted by Chappelle. That's awesome. And uh, he's he's doing like an hour and a half between each comedian. <laughs> um, that long? Yeah. And I mean, the show, I, I was about to go on at like nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. Not about to, but soon to go on if you're in the lineup. Yeah. And then I didn't go on till 2 a.m. Jesus. But, uh, Did people stay that long? People stayed. They must have been shit-faced by the time you went on. Yeah, but I remember he was, like, smoking cigarettes on stage. Like, it was jazz. You know, he was, like, up That's there awesome. for a long time. Jim Jeffries just did that at the comedy store the other day. Oh, really? Pretty sure it's not legal there now. Yeah. <laughs> he's, like, going into these long stories and diet. Like, Chappelle has this way of, like, you know, he's, like, an old holy man who's yeah. been around everything. And he's, like, he wants to tell you all about it. And you're like, you just sit around and you're, like, yeah, okay, then what? You're like, you're Let 32. Let me tell you another thing about <laughs> this thing, you know. I love it. That was good. I liked it. So these people, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Just ranting. So um, he goes, all right, who's next on the lineup? Who's next? Danny Lobel. I'm going to bring up another funny guy, Danny Lobel. Come on. <laughs> so, so I go up and You're like, oh, okay. okay. So as I get up on that stage, that wasn't a lot of like, time to run know, up to the stage. There Twenty was no people intro. walk out. It's like two a.m. Yeah, people are sh- are are leaving, and uh, I look around, and it's like mostly an all black audience mm-hmm. at this time of night. And I I thought it would be really funny to just uh, open up by going, um, "Here's what I hate about black people." <laughs> <laughs> And he gets a big <laughs> laugh, you know, <laughs> just just as an opening line. Then I start going into my material, but I just remember, like, I was really nervous because yeah. I look over and I see Chappelle watching me, mm-hmm. and then I see a bunch of people get up and leave, and just You're like me all a panic of a sudden, attack right now. I yeah, I just started started like going into a joke and like stumbling on it, and then I was just like, "What's my next joke?" and like, "Where am I?" and like, started like really like fumbling mm-hmm. and then i i didn't get the laugh on that joke and then the next joke i tried to recover by overperforming it mm-hmm. and then that that fell flat even harder because now i like really yeah. looked like i was trying and failing mm-hmm. and then i had like these thoughts in my head of like you're not a real comedian this is it you're gonna be found a fraud that's, in that's front the of worst Chappelle. that you can have you know? that many thoughts in your head in between like a s- one or two sentences yeah you're just like up oh, this is over for me i hate yeah. myself this is the day i die this is it Chappelle's gonna see me as and a fraud it's gonna get to the and top that can happen in a total of five it's seconds over, you know. <laughs> yeah next thing you know i had that like when you're really bombing and you feel like r- like sweat dripping down your back like just like slowly mm-hmm. making its way down your back and you're like oh no i'm <laughs> in the bombing zone you know and i just bombed and bombed and bombed and nobody wanted to hear anything else from me and i was just like maybe i could recover with this this always gets a laugh i get nothing <laughs> i start feeling like the least funny person Aww. on the planet and when it was over, I just wanted to, like, you know, bury my head in the sand and never. And also bombed in front of Chappelle, but also all all my peers, the other comedians yeah. who had all done pretty well in front of Chappelle. Mm-hmm. And I thought we were all going to get our big break or something from this. You know, <laughs> I was naive. Yeah. I thought Chappelle's looking for the next generation of comedians <laughs> and he's going to he's going to help us out. Pretty soon I'm going to have a TV deal. I just thought, you know, he had the Chappelle show on the air. Yeah. I thought he was going to, like, bring us on as writers or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. 
and um, finish the uh, finish the act and um, get off stage and I just want to die in that moment you know I hate that feeling. and I'm so embarrassed and I don't and I think Chappelle's gonna go up there and be like well that was terrible you know like yeah. something like oh my god that guy is a, thinks he's a comedian or something like yeah I thought it was gonna be something like that like whoo who did he trick to get on this show or like I yeah. guess we all just witnessed something horrible here let me bring this back you know but he didn't do that he got on stage and he goes here's what I hate about black people is one of the most cosmically funny lines I've ever heard. He oh goes, the balls to open an act by saying here in front of an all black audience. Here's what I hate. And to get the laugh the way he delivered. And he just continues so to cool. praise this one and only good moment I had in the entire set. Wow. To the point where you people forgot that maybe I did anything else. Mm -hmm. And then he just was like, you know, hitting hitting his knee with the microphone like, oh, my oh man, that's cool. I love that. Here's what I hate about black people is cosmically, cosmically funny. That's how you know you're watching a real comedian to take a chance like that. I feel like I'm gonna cry. This is so cool. It was the greatest moment ever. Like he he must have known I wanted to eat a bullet and. What a wonderful and guy. He, he like he was he was so nice. Uh, he was such a nice guy. Like. He knew what he meant to me. You yeah, know? that's so cool. So that was they really always cool. say never meet your heroes, but sometimes they are just sometimes as good they're as good people. Yeah. yeah. Most of the people I have met have been pretty, pretty great. Like people that I idolized in comedy. They've usually been pretty nice. That's good. Yeah. You're like, not for me. No, I think it's true. I mean, I think the more successful they are, usually the nicer. Well, but yeah, because they've also gone from like, because it's not new success, because now they've gone over a hump where they're panicking like, oh, am I going to make it for forever? Or am I, like, pe do people hate me now? Right. There's like this level of success where people are still kind of jerky. Like, I feel like they're like sort of successful. Yeah. Like they're, had, they're doing weekends at the improv every week. Yeah. But they're like, is it ever going to get better than this? Yeah. And people think they're successful, but they don't think they're successful. And th those people are usually like. The least nice ones, but yeah. I mean, not 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 as a rule. There are definitely people yeah. who are, but the people who are really really successful and secure in their success are generally like, all right, now let me just give back and be nice. To people. Yeah, absolutely. It's I rare like that. that you find somebody, but it's almost as I look at it now, it's almost like you'd have to be such a monster mm -hmm. to be that successful and to not be nice to a to a young comedian. Because they know what it feels like to like, yeah, you'd really have to be a dick. Like, what do you, you have everything you wanted to have, right? Mm -hmm. you, you did it. Mm -hmm. And, and people couldn't be nicer to you in that yeah. scenario. You're walking into a place where you're the, the You person, can do whatever you want, you know? yeah. You're the one. And people are coming up to you because they, they adore you, you know? Mm -hmm. they, they're inspired by you. They love you. How horrible do you have to be? How wretched inside yeah. to not be nice in that scenario? That's you know? true. But they didn't. But at the same time, like Dave Chappelle, like obviously should have been nice, but he didn't have to no, do what he, he went did. Out of his he way didn't have to do. Nice. Yeah, so he that, didn't have to be that, that fantastic. A, that's why that story is significant, because he could have just he could have been like, all right. Let's move on with the show that, yeah, you know, that he could have been he, he could have ripped on me. He could have just done nothing. 
He could have said, here's what I hate about black people is cosmically funny. Now let's move on with the show. Yeah. But he harped on it to the point where he was like, let me try and heal because I know what that's like. Mm -hmm. Let me try and heal what that guy is feeling right now as best as I can. And that was uh, that was really amazing that he did that. That is one of the best comedy stories I've ever heard. And the podcast is over. (laughs) No, I was like, God, where do we go from there? I don't know. I mean, no one's I don't know that anyone's ever been that nice to me. Let's go on it. (laughs) (laughs) There's that there's that low self confidence thing. I'm like, no one likes me. (laughs) I was like, Daddy, I don't. I was like, I don't have that kind of story. Uh, But you have a microphone hand. (laughs) It. I've been switching it though. It's getting tired. Yeah. So I've been, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What? Uh, so after New York, you moved to L.A. How long were you doing it in New York before you moved to L.A.? What point were you just like, I got to get out of here and go to a different city where there's more opportunities? Is that what happened? You really want to know? Yes, of course I want to know. You sure? Yeah. No, I don't know. Of course I want to know. I mean, know. I'll talk to you about anything, but if you want to talk about Yeah, I like talking about like how comedians you like became traject- comedians. Trajectories. Yes. Trajectories. Um. I don't know. I just I hit a spot in New York where I wasn't getting anywhere. I was getting depressed. Uh, I was depressed. Mm-hmm. Um, Easy to be so. Was anyone? And as a comedian, but yes. Yeah, and as a New Yorker. Yeah. Um, <laughs> where you have, like, you know, nothing. <laughs> New Yorkers are just, y- you'll trade everything for the promise, the, the fake promise of New York. Yeah. You're like, so what if I don't have space? So what if all my stuff is from the garbage? Yeah. <laughs> so what if I'm living in the garbage? Yeah. Yeah. So I have to spend most of the money I have on a piece of plastic to go into a tunnel with rats? Fine. But yeah, I love it. I Whatever. I can make it here. I can make it anywhere. <laughs> but then, you know, you could also just make it somewhere else. Yeah. You, know. you don't have to make it in shit. So that's what happened. I don't know. I'm, I was, I'm from New York. I lived there my whole life. I was really getting fed up. I felt stuck in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, my neighbors, who I was friendly with, they were, getting, they, you know, they were gangsters. They were Ecuadorian gangsters. Mm-hmm. They were gang members. How'd you know? Oh, we knew. I mean, lots of lots of reasons. What like? Like they beat like people t- up in the hallway. Oh. Um, and you would just be like, "Oh, sorry, I didn't see that." Occasionally, have people like banging on the window with a gun. Like, I know he's in there. Let Jesus me in here. Christ. It was terrifying. On your window? Oh, yeah. K- Kylie uh, Kylie felt very unsafe, my wife. Oh, you met Kylie in New York? Yeah. And oh uh, she God. kept saying, we should leave. And I said, she's a tough broad to go through that. Yeah, I'm like, we have rent control. Where are <laughs> we going to go? Like, we're not going to have anything as nice as this apartment. We had a great yeah. apartment and a great location where, like, it, it, it was a mostly gentrified area, but there were a few little holdouts, and one of them was in our building. Yeah. And uh, and, you know, the Blanco, the Blancos, we call them the Blancos, you know, when they weren't like on crack or involved in gang activities were really fun to hang around. You yeah. Know? And uh, it's just like it was just like you don't know what what version you were going to get. Yeah. That was scary, Nuts. too. Oh, yeah. I mean, I could tell you I could do a whole series of podcasts on my stories Jesus. with the Blancos, but. um. That sounds insane. Yeah, sometimes it was sometimes it was like thrilling. Like I remember one time somebody um, screwed me on a on a business deal, and I was so mad. And like Blanco, like co- is like come over and like 
we just did a bunch of bong hits and watched Kevin Hart <laughs> and not Kevin Hart. Um, who's the one who says he's a pimp all the time? I'm a pimp. I'm a pimp. Um, uh, 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 Cat cra- what? No. Crazy. And he's always like getting caught with guns and stuff. Cat Williams? Yes. Yeah. Cat yeah. Williams. And uh, I just remember like being so high. First, I was so mad. I was in mm-hmm. I was in my bathrobe walking around my apartment when he knocks on the door and he's like, you tight? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm tight. Like, What's tight, that mean? like angry. Like, oh. you're tight. He's like, yo, Danny boy, come over. So he's like, you know, first you get, you know, we're smoking and, and he's like talking to me. He's like, we're going to take steel bars. We're going to break his legs. And like, and I was like, you're like what, all of a much? sudden I felt like I had muscle, you know? Like, okay. Yeah, we're going to do that, you know? And then, and I'm like, you know, we're, we're just getting really high and like, really like angry. And I'm like, you know, there's this part of me that's like, maybe I'm going to go to jail for the rest of my life for this. But maybe I'll actually feel like courageous. And I stood up for myself, you know, and uh, <laughs> and, and I'll feel tough. And, and I don't know, we're going back and forth. And ultimately, somehow, instead of going out like we were going to with grab steel bars and yeah. go to this guy's place, we wound up. Um, which is great, like instead of that's the closest I ever got to like real criminal activity. <laughs> but uh, uh, instead of like going along with with some muscle and standing up for myself with steel bars. We wind up watching Cat Williams on his Peloton. <laughs> and we're just I done racking it. up. I was just like, I get Cat Williams now. I get <laughs> I get what he's saying. Like, I didn't think he was talking to me, but now I feel like he's talking right to me. Right to like, me. Yeah, Danny boy. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. It's about that shit, son. So did Funny you motherfucker, son. <laughs> so did you leave because of all the gang activity? Yeah, it got or was too Kylie bad. just afraid? Well, we came home New Year's Eve. One I would night, be terrified. And there was blood all in the hallway, leading up to our door and up to his door. You know, holy There's shit! There's just like pools of lots and lots of lost blood. Your and wife is angelic. Like, How did yeah, she do that's this? That's when she was like, "All right, we have to leave." You were like, "Oh yeah, that seems about like, right." Yeah, yeah. I can't keep making an argument otherwise so we look into like what our options are in new york and they all sucked in terms of what we we would get for the money mm-hmm. and then she's like you always talk about moving to la why don't you just do it and i was like ah, it just feels like such a step down what if we live in florida for a month first so oh yeah because that that's not a step down it feels like a step up from florida oh <coughs> i was like you know i want to feel like excited to go there if we go straight from new york i'll feel depressed yeah so we did. We lived in Florida for a month, and then we moved to L.A. <laughs> so where'd you go? Like, how did you just live in Florida for a month? We found a place on uh, Craigslist, mm-hmm. a house on a lake. We rented it. Wow. It was $400 for the month. That's awesome. It was in St. Cloud, Florida. Did you guys didn't have to work? You just like chilled for a month? I mean, I did some comedy shows around Florida, yeah. and the rent was so cheap. Didn't matter. We even considered just staying in Florida. Like, wow. We're, we're living on a lake. Yeah. Yeah. There's KKK on the block. Yeah, it's on this one of the road. worst states. <laughs> They're like, oh, like a, somebody's like that house is a Grand Wizard's house. So KKK. That's supposed to mean. Is that the biggest KKK people? I don't know. I guess he's, he's high up there. He's a Grand Wizard. So he's like. Wow, uh, that really discredits them when they're calling people wizards. Yeah. It makes them sound even more crazy. Wizard. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a warlock. I wonder if, like, in their mind, Grand Wizard is kind of like how everybody else looks at like harry potter wizards <laughs> like like we look at it like dirty angry wizard you know yeah. racist wizard 
And he thinks. But he's I wonder like if they actually look at it like imparting wisdom on people and casting yeah. spells. Like that magical music you yeah. hear, like. It's like this fire I'm gonna put on someone's lawn is really just gonna yeah. rile them up in a good way. Right. Gonna get them inspired and enchanted. <laughs> what if like the KKK is not you know they're they're racist as a front. Yeah. And they're like, what will deter people from looking into us more? <laughs> if we just seem racist and hateful, then we could practice our magic in peace. <laughs> Maybe. Like they're really just doing wonderful spells, <laughs> but they just don't want anybody even. They're like, because otherwise you'd be like, what are they about? Yeah. Wizard? I'd love to know Why more. Why are they wearing white sheets? <laughs> it's like, no, Sorcerers? no. Sorcerers? We cannot have people no. prying into That'd our That'd be embarrassing. So yeah. let's just be. Let's just have everybody stay away <laughs> completely. So you moved to L.A. Yeah. Except it doesn't work with the white power idea. Because then anybody who feels like white power. But what if they're talking about like the power of the color white? Because they like white sheets? Kabbalistic idea of like right. white, not not in terms of skin tone. I feel like we're giving them too much credit. I'm pretty sure they, oh, were, they, we're, I'm pretty sure they were focused. We're I think giving them yeah, I think they knew exactly what they didn't like. It's an interesting idea to find yeah. out that they're actually the most <laughs> liberal, loving, unbelievable, like civil right activists. But in order to actually Just do their job. You guys work, ruined it for them? No, they d they ruined it for themselves. They they tried to paint themselves as something else, so we could stay away, so they could be left in peace to do their work to make the world go round. Maybe you never know. Great conspiracy theory, though. Thank you. Um, let's get you to LA now. <laughs> let's get you out of the KKK. <laughs> Nobody ever gives them the benefit of the doubt. I like that you are, but <laughs> I'm gonna stop you right there. <laughs> Pretty sure. Listen, I don't, I don't know I'll take like I'll take Elvis is still alive over the KKK <laughs> are good people. <coughs> this is one of the most offensive conspiracy <laughs> theories I've ever heard. <coughs> Same with Delic. Yeah. <laughs> and then if you like listen to the podcast, <laughs> he, wants out he, of context, he just wants to keep saying it. You'd be like, wait a minute, I heard him say, here's what I hate about black people. Fast forward to making excuses for the KKK. I'm starting to get a very different picture of this guy. All right, I'm going to keep going. So you moved to L.A. <laughs> Daddy's like, no, 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 that was a great point. <laughs> Sometimes when I feel like I'm digging a hole, I try to just keep digging it and come out on the other side. It usually works for you. So you moved to well L.A. Why are you still digging this hole? Because <laughs> if you keep digging, eh. you get out and you can Might walk strike back around oil. the top. Well, you just wind up in China. <laughs> Either way. Which brings me to my Chinese <laughs> jokes. <laughs> Chinese people. Too many of them, am I right? <laughs> Let's kill the career right now. <laughs> okay. So you moved to L.A. <laughs> I just really don't want to talk about my move to L.A. I'd rather just <laughs> burn the whole career down. Uh, never get asked about it again. Yeah, I moved to L.A. L.A. is... Uh, I like L.A. Yeah. <laughs> L.A. is good. Um, did you just get right into stand-up here? Did you already know I mean, people? I got robbed two days ago, so I don't well feel so great good. about it well right now. But it makes you like not like the place where you, you are. Know, you know, listen. At first, when you told me this story, and he'll tell it in a second, I was like, oh, scary. Cool. Ooh. 
the one the robbing okay. story. I was like, God, who could handle that? But after hearing about your experience in New York, maybe you were just the right person to handle a gang member. But you know the thing is, like, remember when I was talking about how I couldn't really stick up for myself and we were gonna go after the guy? Yeah. With like crowbars. Yeah. But we never did. I still have this complex of like there's this part of me that I just wanna like be able to prove that I can defend myself and I, I got stuck up and I we felt don't so need powerless. Crowbars, though. Pretty pretty much I didn't get stuck I got robbed. Yeah. By a guy in a gang. Um and at I your barbershop. At my barbershop two days ago and I just felt so powerless. Because like what do I do? Like do I attack him? He could have a gun or a knife on him. Probably does. Mm-hmm. There's also another guy there with him. If there's one of us that knows how to fight, it's the guy with the face tattoos. Oh absolutely, know? yeah. Not me. Well he probably killed someone with the teardrops. Not did you count him? Yeah, and I didn't know he had a tattoo of a cross. Oh, just on his face. On his face next to his eye. Well, that means something gangish, I think, right? Yeah, I guess. Teardrops mean how many people they've killed, right? Right. I don't know. Just he just had the general appearance and demeanor of a gang member. Yeah, probably was. <coughs> so it wasn't good. He stole a lot of money from me and that I worked very hard for. And there was nothing I could do. And the barbers didn't have my back. Nobody had my back. And I realized I was either going to have to risk my life to get back this money or just not, you know, call the police. So I call the police and they show up an hour and 20 minutes later. They're so like there's not, no, you yeah. know, nothing. What'd they say? The they guy were just was like way gone by then. The guy made a run for it. I chased but what him. Did the police like give uh, you any hope that they could do anything? Or were they just like, sorry? Yeah, they didn't. They don't care. Yeah. They, they took a report. And then, yeah, they called me with a stupid question, like, a few hours later when they were typing up their report. (laughs) This is like, and which foot did he put the money in, in his right sock or his left sock? I'm like, right sock. Thank you. Bye. That was helpful. You just wasted more of my time. Wonderful. Yeah. They're not going to do anything. It was just depressing. I mean, I think he did the right thing by not attacking him. But it feels horrible. You feel so trapped. It was like a checkmate move. You know, like. Yeah. It's like, okay, so what do you do? You're going to physically try and get your money off of this guy now? Are you going to like... Not a know? good idea. So, I dropped the money. That's that's how he got it. If you drop money, you're done in a barbershop. Well, I mean, not every barbershop. Yeah. Well Where were you at? Like around here? Yeah, African barbershop. That but I this go is to. like a nice area. I've been going there for four years. Hmm. And I thought these guys were my friends or whatever. You're like, no more. They lost business. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the white, that's the white response. Yeah, exactly. And now you lost a customer. Yeah, so let's think, take that to the bank. <laughs> They're like, okay. You know, they always say, can you believe? Can you believe? <laughs> the one, like, one good thing that came out of it was this, this silly story he told me. He's like, after I got robbed, he's like, can you believe the people who come in here are robbing all the time you have these kind of people, <laughs> bad people. This guy, can you believe I have this guy who bring out Big wad of money all the time to pay me. He's always flipping through so many bills. Jeez. Then he give me $20 for the haircut. I put it down on the counter. Then I turn around for one second. He stole his $20 back. I said, hey, give me back that money. Can you believe? He says to me, I never, I already paid you. I'm leaving. I said, you took your money back. I put it right there. He goes, I already took, I already paid you. I don't know what you're talking about. He Holy stole shit. his $20 back. You're like, sir, um, he stole $400 from me, so yeah. this story isn't really <laughs> impacting yeah. me at all. You're like, I would love to have $20 stolen from me. 
I get, That's it, crazy, though. They're like, what scumbags? The, they the barber says, how much money's in the envelope? Like when we had this standoff, me yeah. and this thug. When I'm like, give me my money back. Mm -hmm. And he's like screaming at me and cursing at me and like trying to intimidate me. And worked. it worked. And, uh, <laughs> it was and a very effective, actually. And the barber's like, how much money's in the envelope? I guessed so that we could identify that, you know, let's open it up and mm -hmm. it'll be my, it's about $400. And the guy who robbed me. He got like excited. Mis misheard and he goes, oh. $4,000? I'm like, $400. And his face just sunk like, oh. <laughs> not a good night for me. Like, like, so then give it back. It's yeah, not this is not like exciting like for you. Yeah, go rob a bank. You don't need my money. <laughs> I was, it was this weird, surreal moment. Oh, that's even worse. And he wasn't this, even like, happy with it. We had this like whole tense standoff where it's like I was trying to intimidate him to give me the money back. He's like trying to intimidate me. The guy who was there with him was also trying to intimidate me. Like, you know, the barbers were doing nothing. I'm looking to them for support. It was like, you know, everything was in like my, you know, I was mm -hmm. like in, in like weird adrenaline, but scared and like yeah. wanting to fight and also like trying to be smart and like yeah i was like very internally conflicted like you know attack him don't attack him don't be stupid he could have a gun or a knife this is how it happens he'll just pull it out you don't know how to fight mm -hmm. just attack him just get your money right now just grab it off of him what's he gonna do no don't do it and then i just like inside i was like ah you know like checkmate that is so annoying know? and it was just crazy what was i about here's to what say? i'm gonna do i'm gonna write a sketch of this guy and I'm gonna paste uh, posters all around LA, and I'm gonna say, "Have you seen this guy? Call me, and then I will go kill him for you." Thank you. That's See, also like a white person move. The to other do. thing <laughs> is, like, now let's say I, so I went and found video surveillance footage from a few shops away where yeah. we could get him, and then I bring that to the cops, and we identify him. Let's say, mm -hmm. um, and then I have to like, they call me in, and they go, "Is this the guy?" Mm -hmm. And I say, yeah, then he'll there'll be a time before a trial. Mm -hmm. This is a gang in my neighborhood. Oh, yeah. It's not such a smart idea. Yeah, not a great idea. So like now I've like. That's why I'm going to do it. Identify this guy. So it's like I, I feel so unprotected, so unsafe and like yeah. I can't even retaliate, you know? Yeah. Like I could I could get him. I got the other guy's phone number mm -hmm. um, who was there with him. How did you get his phone from, number? Because the barber, he'd called oh, the barber. I got I it see. off the barber. Got it. Which he didn't want to give me, but I got into a huge fight with him. And he's like, yeah, take the number. See, you scared so him. You got your manhood back. Yeah, he's like, if you would have been like this, you would have got your money back in the time. I'm like, well, I was in shock. Yeah. You know? Also, he was a gang member. You're yeah. a barber. Right. A little different. Yeah, that's true, too. Yeah. <laughs> so I called the guy who was with him. Mm -hmm. And I was like, uh, tell him to give me my money back. <laughs> You're like, like, please don't trace this like, number. He's like, yeah, I, don't, I don't know, bro. He spent it. That's what he said. Yeah, he's like, it's gone. I'm like, you tell him to get it back. And he's like, yeah, I got to go. And he just hung up on me. Oh, this one had a conscience at least. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. He no, could have just been did, like, fuck you, we'll kill you. He was like, oh, my friend's weird, a dick. this guy, like, after th his friend bolted, like, you know, his, it, the guy said, I have priors. Like, when I called the cops, he bolted. And he's like, if, I, if they come... You know, so I'm like, so give me my money back, you know. So then he ran out the other way, and I chased him, and he got away. And the other guy's like, I'll talk to him. I'll talk some sense into him, get the money back for you. That's sad. And then I was like, uh, I'm like, why don't you tell me his name? And he's like, no, man. And he's like, we come from different worlds. He's like, if I if I snitch, I'm going to get popped. He's Seriously? Like, yeah. He's Shit. Like, he goes, 
We come from different worlds, bro. He goes, but I'll talk to him. I'm like, well, that sounds like, you know, you're talking to me like I'm an idiot. Like, you're going to talk to him. He's just going to bring me my money back. Yeah, you're like, that's not going to happen. Because I was trying to keep him there until the cops got there. But the cops took an hour and 20 minutes. I couldn't keep him there for that long. It's not Hillary Clinton. Again, I was going to say, again. You know? She's not as as easily manipulated. So, um, he's like... He's like, what are you going to do? You're going to hold me back here? You're going to hold me here? Till he noticed? Yeah, oh. He's like, no. I was, he's like, I, wasn't try- I was trying to not let him leave. Mm-hmm. He's like, what are you going to do realistically? You're going to hold me here? Wow. He's like, he's like, you have no choice, bro. I got to go. I'm not hanging around till the cops get here. He's like, he's like. I like that ca- he was so calm about it. Like, he was yeah. like, I know how long it takes for cops to get here. I can yeah. chill for a little longer, but eventually I have to leave. Yeah, it's true. So he's like, he's like, I told you I'll talk to him. That's the best I could offer you. He's like, you don't really have a choice. He's like, that's all. Y- that's the best you got. I'm like, yeah, I guess. You're like, you're mean. <laughs> like, or I could just beat him up. Why would you do that? What's I'm that gonna kidding. do? I'm, yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, that one doesn't up. even I'm have like, the money. Like, yeah, I'll beat him up. Yeah, <laughs> that'll it's solve it. Said sarcastically. I know. I Because like, what am I gonna do, really? I'm not a fighter. I'm a comedian. I'm an artist. Yeah. I've never been in a serious fight. Thank God, but I'm. But I also feel like there's a part of me that's like insecure about the fact that I've never been in a real fight. Like, I wish I could be like, yeah, I could fight and I could win. I care because I'm a man and that's what programmed into us. But no, I, how many guys have really been in fights that were like not just like an embarrassing, embarrassing drunken brawl. And then it was like no one won and it was stupid. Yeah, I don't Unless know. you're an actual gang member. But if you ever watch a movie, like guys do amazing things in the movies. It's like there's, there's like this time afterwards where I'm waiting for the cops to get there and I'm like. I should have like made a move where I like push off the wall <laughs> and turn around and grab the knife that the barber uses to shave people with and like whisked it around like an action movie star and like held it to the guy's throat and be like, give me my money now. Yeah, that would have. Realistically, yeah. that's not how it plays out at all. Never. No, because then they would probably have a gun. and They would have shot you. Then I looked at the, the coffee pot. I'm like, what if I would have grabbed the coffee pot? Smashed it eye. against the wall. Oh, so it was, was sharp th- shards of glass there you and go. then held it up to him. Like, that's not going to happen either. What actually happens is what actually happened. <laughs> Nothing. Just a guy gets away with my money. We'll get it back. I'll never get it back. But maybe not that, but maybe cosmically yeah. you will that you will receive a gig right now for $1,000. You'd be like, well, screw that 400 I do believe, I believe in God, and I do believe in an order to the universe, and I don't understand everything as it happens, but I do believe, like, you know, how humanity and the world is all connected and there must be some reason why that money left me and wound mm-hmm. up with him you think that and guy's rich no maybe it has nothing to do with him he might have that money and like you know spend it stupidly but it winds up in somebody else's hands you know totally agree with you and that money needs to get from me to somewhere else you know i do think about that a lot when it's something where it's like out of your hands i'm just like probably was meant to be yeah they may have needed it more than me because it was all so well orchestrated that the money would fall out of my pocket at this exact place yeah. where this guy from a, who's in a gang is going to yeah. pick it up, who's right there at that time at exactly 11 a.m. when we're both there. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like, it's just all going to happen right there. Like it doesn't, yeah. it's too well synced, you know? Yeah, that's true. It could have just fell out of my pocket at Walgreens and someone would have said, oh, here's your envelope. Like yeah. It doesn't it happen like It was too like well that, synced, you're you right. Know? Yeah, yeah. And this is how Hillary Clinton got elected. I it's went to all her fund. So well, it's all synced up. Yeah. You know, it's not like it's all part of a bigger story. Oh, I think so. You know. 
didn't need the money that bad. And I don't even know if, like, you know, I'm like, well, what does that guy need the money for? You know, bad stuff. Bad stuff. But maybe, I, but maybe it's not about. Or maybe him. he's got like a sick, like maybe his child has like cancer or something, and he's stealing money for that. I just Who feel knows? like that's not true at all. Well, but I know. I'm just trying to make you feel but better. But maybe the money is just gonna go in between me and whoever needs it through him. Somehow. Probably. You know, I don't know. I like that. Well, I think we should end on that positive note. I like it. You don't like that? I like to end on a negative note. <laughs> always. <laughs> if I could just do it, I just always want it to be bad. Right. Yeah. No. I mean, we can end there. Is that is that it? No, I mean, we can keep going. Let's keep going. All right. What else do you want to talk about? I like that story. <laughs> the funniest part about it is in the middle of all this tension and, like, this adrenaline and yeah. fear and frustration, there was just this little comic moment where it's like, 4,000? No, 400. <laughs> oh. That's, like, so much more insulting that, like... Or it's like, like yeah, or he's like just like, oh, that wasn't even worth it. You're like, like it's worth it. To buy and then give it back. Yeah. That's what? I'm not good to enough to rob. Yeah. yeah. And you're just like, well, what well if I'm like, be good enough for anything. Hang on. I'm going to go to the ATM. We're going to make this worth your while. I'm going to drain my savings account. Now you, you try to about rob me. 800. <laughs> A little better. What else you got? And my phone. I think the car, too. Oh, right. uh, now you robbed someone yeah, substantial, yeah. huh? Yeah. <laughs> now you can go and tell your friends about this. I'm going to want to take your wife, too. Eh, uh, that one I need. I mean, <laughs> am I going to feel it? Am I going to? Would that make me a worthy person <laughs> of your robbery skills? Would you, would you think I was tough then? Oh, man. It's like, what an unsuccessful guy I just robbed. Only $400. <laughs> It was his big amount of money. No, for that's him. just what you had on you. You said that's what the cash you carry yeah, around. That was, <laughs> that was it. <laughs> what I had that's on right. me was what I had. Listen, this guy lives a very scary life. Yeah. I think you win in the in the long run. Yeah. He's uh, it's probably not. I'd like to think that he dropped he the envelope. Yeah, that'd be awesome. You know, he dropped the envelope, and somebody like. And then some like. When he ran away from me, what if it flew out of his sock? And he ran for like three blocks and then he stopped and then he when he realized it was gone and it had fallen out and a homeless guy who needed some kind of like insulin shot Mm -hmm. or something or he was going to die. And, you know, they have those shots for like eight hundred dollars or something. Yeah. And all he needed was another four hundred. He gets it. Like, who knows? That's awesome. Probably was. Anyway, what else do you want to know about L.A.? Why do you want to know about my move here? I just wanted to know what uh, like. How, if it was easy for you to get into the comedy scene here, did you know people or did you start from scratch? I really, I knew one person. I knew Ralphie May, mm-hmm. who helped me out when I first got here for the first year, and that help only went so far, mostly because he was always on the road, mm-hmm. and he was never in LA, mm-hmm. so it didn't it didn't help me too much. It got me known by the improv. Okay, that's good. And uh, and that's about it. And other than that, I mostly started from scratch because even the people I knew from back in New York, mm-hmm. they don't people don't really help you too much. Like they'll they'll say hi. Yeah. And they'll they'll be like, oh, great to see you. Yeah. You're out here now. Yeah. Okay, good. Good to see. You. I'll see you around. Yeah. But there's not a lot of, in my experience, maybe some people help a lot of other people, but in my experience, not so much. I'm a big fan of doing that. Like, I, if anyone's ever done something for me, I always think, like, they're the first person I want to, like, 
help out or something or even just in general it's just someone I know that I know is new or struggling I'm like I would like to help them I don't know yeah you're a good person you're, and you're good like that it's a, it's a very good quality I, I was very flattered that you made a nice plug for me on your podcast with Barry Katz no. was it with Barry J- or Jamie? No, Jamie, Jamie. Jamie yeah yeah but um you are very funny yeah well, thank you we all talk about you we're like oh, damn it Danny's funny Danny really? might be funnier than us it doesn't matter it hasn't gotten me anywhere <laughs> yet but maybe it will it will, of course it will. Maybe it will. You have um, two successful podcasts. You got to... I have an album coming out. It's Ooh. untitled as of right now, but it's supposed to come out in January. Awesome. So people will have forgotten this by then. No, they won't. That's like an <laughs> insult to me. People are going to play this over and over. And over forever. Over <laughs> forever. So that'll well, be their on Stand Up Records, standuprecords.com, and I recorded it in Barcelona. So the, the title wow. will be something Barcelona. Why in Barcelona? Um, because my family originate from there. Wow, that's so um, cool. And they were kicked out 500 years ago for being Jewish. All right, and that's so not I great. thought I'd go back and So you had like a crowd there? Jokes. Yeah. Wow. It was pretty fun. Um, this is going to be a big thing. This is cool. <laughs> I hope so, yeah. It's just like I'm, I'm going to go back and, and make them laugh mm-hmm. uh, like my ancestors probably did 500 years that's ago. That's really cool. Were they all English speaking? No. Um, see, that was the thing. The first time I went wow. to do Barcelona, I didn't record it. It was a few mm-hmm. years ago. Um, and it was mostly expats, mm-hmm. you know, English-speaking yeah. people from England, Australia. This time it was about 50-50. I had like 50% Catalan people. Wow. And a lot of them didn't understand most of the jokes. Because there was like this one point in the album you'll hear where I s- said something in Spanish. And I go, w- which means this to, to people who don't speak Spanish mm-hmm. and to everyone who does speak Spanish you might be, this might be the only thing you understood the whole show uh-huh. and then I got a big laugh from that <laughs> but then awesome. people were like you know I didn't really understand so much but I'm like but then why were you laughing he's like oh you know I, I like to watch to watch to watch you man <laughs> that's cool that's very cool so that, yeah, it was really cool you speak fluent Spanish no I don't speak Spanish I thought you just said you said something I, I just had one little Oh, you had one word. All right. One word Scumbag. Yeah. Just manipulating people left <laughs> and right. <laughs> no, you know I what it was? I believed you. I was like, Tortuga. Because so I have a tortoise. I did jokes about a tor- my tortoise. And I said, or tortuga in Spanish, you know. Uh-huh. You know what means what? Tortoise. Oh, okay. I said, this might be the only word you understand oh. if you speak only Spanish. But, um, yeah, no, it was really fun. I'm optimistic about it. I'm. I feel like I'm. I sound like I'm down. Not at all. On myself. But Not at all. I I usually have pretty good self confidence. It's just that I got robbed two days ago and I'm shook up. That shouldn't be like a like a matter. Like you should be happy that you didn't do something fucking stupid. If you yeah. would have actually tried to attack the guy, you'd probably be dead, and then cry at the end of a husband, and then I'd be all sad. People you know. Would say he died bravely. No, they would say he died like a fucking idiot. It would be tragic. Yeah, yeah. It'd be like God. He was gonna have a great great comedy career, but then he was in the wrong side of town and got in with the wrong people. They'd make up some yeah, weird yeah, story. Yeah. They'd bri- be like, Danny was selling drugs. <laughs> he had a lot of cash on him. Back to hanging with those Blancos, Yeah, I exactly. Suppose. It would have been bad for you if yeah. you would have done that. It would have been. It wouldn't have looked good. I make a lot of almost bad choices. I don't think you do. Almost. Like, I'm almost about to make a bad choice most of the time. <laughs> but then you don't. Generally, I don't. Yeah. But, you know, I've gotten better. I used to do more, like, act on them. But now I'm, like, better. You don't need to do that. Yeah. So I make a lot of good choices. <laughs> do you like L.A.? I love L.A. I love it here. I've never, I've never like been around a bunch of people I didn't like or like run with the wrong crowd. I've always had like nice friends. Yeah. I don't know. Stable personality. 
Pretty much for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. What are your bad choices? You said you make a lot of bad choices. Oh, do I? No, I said I don't make a lot oh, of bad you don't. choices. Okay, no. Good. no sorry Not sense. really. I'm pretty boring. Okay. Yeah. It's funny how you always would go around Second City like, I'm on a TV show, but I'm embarrassed about it. I wouldn't say that if someone, I, they asked what you do, I would say, yeah, yeah I want to show, but no. I'm embarrassed about it. And then I go, what do you mean you're embarrassed? You're on TV. You're like, oh, but it's reality TV. Yeah. Well. That's still TV. Reality TV runs the world now. No, no, no. But it wasn't what I had planned to do. I wasn't embarrassed Donald about it. Tr- it was it's, like it's a gateway to being president. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Here's the moral of the story. I will be president one day. Yeah. The first female reality TV president. It's going to be a new criteria. You yeah. want to be president, you first have to have a successful yeah. reality Prove show. they have enough followers on social media, and then we'll figure it out. <laughs> All right. I do have to go because I need to finish unpacking my stuff. Oh, man. But this has been really fun. You, I bored you. No, You're you out. didn't. This has been so You're fun. You're out. You're not at all. Cutting it off short. This is not short. This uh, is like one of I'm my longer kidding. podcasts. I, know I pushed for longer. I'm just teasing. <laughs> Thanks for having me. This has um, been really fun. Don't feel bad about that. You would probably be dead if you went and attacked that guy. Yeah. Listen, that guy doesn't have anything to lose. He just is like scrappy and creepy, probably. Probably. My, uh, I'll, pl- I'll plug my podcast, Modern Day Please Philosophers, um, and the Mostly Bull Market. Two podcasts I do. Uh, one and of them your album. Oh, go ahead. One of them I discuss philosophers with comedians, and the other one I discuss companies with comedians. And then your album coming out? I don't have a name for it yet. But it's it untitled. In January. com. Which is very exciting. Go check it out. And what are your next shows? This week? I don't know. I one tomorrow night in my backyard. Sweet. Yeah. Really? Yeah. You want to come? Sure. All right. I'll see you tomorrow. All right. <laughs> Sounds good. Thank you for doing this. All right. Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye.